Ah, I'm so glad you're here. Allow me to introduce myself. I am Lord Bloodraw. I host horror and science fiction films on my TV series, Lord Bloodraw's Nerve Rack and Theater, but here, in this cool, intimate darkness, I'll be presenting tales of horror and the uncanny solely for you, alone. In this auditorium within your mind, you will coalesce the settings and the players from the ether of your imagination. Your terror will be your own creation. This is the sorcery of sound, the subtle magic of old-time radio horror. horror. Please leave your eyes at the door. You will not need them. This is Lord Bloodraw's Nerve Rackin' Auditorium. The word caricature is defined as a picture, description, or imitation of a person in which certain striking characteristics are exaggerated in order to create a comic effect. Tonight's tale is a caricature of a science fiction horror story, with all of the standard attributes of such tales blown out of all usual proportion into outrageous extremes. It is quite different from the other tales we've presented here in the Nerve Rackin' Auditorium in that we ask you not to take one word of it seriously. Here, from Theater 1030, comes the caricatural tale Trespassers will be experimented upon. Now's the time to tell tales of the unaccountable, of apparitions by night and phantoms in shadow. Time to tell strange stories of fantasy and the supernatural. Theater 1030 presents Trespassers Will Be Experimented Upon, a horror story told in the inimitable style of Anthony Lee Flanders, with John Scott as Nigel, Donna Miller as Vanessa, and Sandy Webster as the Wicked, Wicked Baron. Trespassers beware, this could happen to you. It's all your fault, Nigel. You suggested we drive across this blasted country just because it's your homeland. Well, I know it's very pleasant to go back and all that. Nigel, really, all across Canada. Vanessa, my love, 
perhaps it wasn't the wisest decision of my life. However, I've often maintained in the international press that I love my native Canada. And how would it look if I just wheezed in and out of again? Frankly, I don't give a damn how it looks. At least we could have avoided these tedious prairies. This flatness, this barren wasteland, where no event of nature rises up to across my jaded eye with a delightful new audio-visual experience. Just this endless, infinite flatness. And at night, oh, Nigel, it's positively eerie. Don't you feel that? Vanessa, darling, it's here on this undulating prairie. My first scientific discovery occurred. It eventually led to my Nobel Prize, which led to my second, third, fourth, and fifth Nobel Prize. Which, of course, led me to you, Vanessa. You are the most beautiful of all women. Internationally acclaimed sex symbol. Object of desire in the eyes of a hundred million auto-manipulative men. But it's night on the prairies. And it frightens me, Nigel. Don't be frightened, my little passion flower, my petite vision. My pearl of the prairies. Oh, Nigel, you're so strong, so masterful. I, Nigel Hudstrom, winner of five Nobel Prizes for scientific endeavors, pursuits, discoveries, and whatnot. I, of all people, understand the forces of the natural and the supernatural. Oh, Nigel, hear that. Snuggle up beside me, my little love flesh. I'm truly frightened. There is nothing to fear. I myself used to walk alone on the prairies on nights like this, with the rising wind howling across these bleak and barren misty fields. Oh, I don't like it here, Nigel. Oh, it sounded so adventuresome. I mean, it was all so camp in Calcutta when we planned it. But now, well, Nigel, frankly speaking, I wish I was back in Calcutta. You must understand. One must listen to things like the wind. The wind has a message for those who listen. Well, then, my husband, companion, and lover, what then is the wind saying to you on this night of night? This is the night I am to meet him. Who? The man. Pray tell what man might this be. All my life, I've been smarter, stronger, braver, quicker, cleverer, more cunning, more brilliant than all the others. True. Become a crashing bore. I can't stand it, facing another day, knowing that I'll be right in everything I say and do. You see, I have been waiting for him. Nigel, my man, my husband, father of my unborn children. Do you mean... Yes. Tonight, I will meet my equal. How do you know this? The wind is telling me. I'm never wrong. The car. What is it? Are we out of gas? No, Vanessa, my wife, progenitor of my future offspring. It is the way of things. Oh, can you fix it? The engine, I mean. I don't want to fix it. Oh, Nigel, you're a scientific genius. You can fix a simple thing like an internal combustion engine. Do it. Get the hell out of here. I'm petrified. What? And caught one of the greatest challenge of my life. The opportunity to face. Face to face. To face. Him. I'm afraid. You were right to me, This is to be the toughest test of my career. Come. Let us face up. Stop. Now we are coming. I find it strange, Nigel, that a storm of such magnitude should die so quickly. Very strange. That is the night of the ball prairies, my love. Storms come and go very quickly here. You see, now there is the mist. Yes, Nigel. 
You needn't trick me as a child. I can plainly see there is... What? My God. A great castle rising out of the mist, silhouetted against the moon and the clouds. He is damnably clever. And those great birds. Circling about the towers, that ominous death pirouetting over the victim. Must you be so pretentious, Vanessa? This is Saskatchewan. There isn't a newspaper for 500 miles, let alone a reporter, to note every word which drips from your sensuous lips. I insist that we leave this very moment. We will not leave, Vanessa. We will never go backward. We will only go forward. It is a scientific way. But to go forward, you? Yes. To the castle. She is heading the drawbridge, Lord. Yes, I can plainly see that, Nigel. Vanessa, huh? down there in the water, the piranhas. Oh, yes. <laughs> My, they are so cute, Nigel. Do they really? Strip. Yes. They strip you to the bone in 30 seconds. We must send some to Mrs. Speaking, yes, yes, that's what I mean. Uh, Don't be frightened. It's only a young woman. But that sound. It can only be one thing. I've seen it only once before. In the backlands of Peru, an evil immigrant Amazon practices her on her slaves. Split the tongue, flip it to the teeth with a platinum pin. Uh, He wants us to follow. No, we mustn't. There is no going back now. Lead on, young woman. Hmm. She seems a remarkably well-formed young woman. Yes, indeed she does. If it were not for my uh, <laughs> intimate knowledge of you, I would say the best formed woman I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Oh, her face is beautiful. Yes, indeed. The only flaw I see in the woman is that her tongue, being as it is, ruins her for kissing. On the contrary. Oh. You see, you merely unclipped both parts of the tongue. I think you'll find my assistant's French kisses are twice as good as the average. So, we meet. Yes, we meet. Who are you? In good time, you shall know. Did you see? Did you see that, Nigel? Yes. He swirled his cape about himself and disappeared into it. Last time I saw that done was in Mount Whiskey. Somaliland, I think. <laughs> cunning devil. Perhaps too cunning for us. And therein lies the challenge. Ah! Uh, ah! Uh, Why, look. It's a table set for dinner. With the best of food, the best wine, the best of just about everything in Saskatchewan. Uh-huh. 
a most pleasant repast. <laughs> Five. Of course, I expected nothing less than the ultimate. The Baron, you see, has a sense of style. I admire that in a man. Not only does he accomplish the most fantastic feats, he makes it all appear so simple. Uh, yes, yes, of course, young woman. You make the other people. Uh, Nigel, how did you know what she wanted? During the meal, I began to learn something of her language. It's relatively simple. It consists of one syllable, pronounced Ariuriari. Oh. One must decipher the intention from the inflection. To a sensitive man such as myself, it's an easy matter. Uh, yeah. She wishes to show us to our rooms. Come, Vanessa, to bed. Um, is it safe? Did you take a pill? Oh, no, no, no. I meant oh, with the Baron and all. Of course it's safe. But even if it wasn't, do you think we have much of a choice? Uh, no. no, nothing more for the present, thank you. <laughs> These chambers are perfectly comfortable. Charming even. We shall sleep someday. You may go. Nigel, I shall never forgive you for getting us into this situation. This is a little much. Vanessa, my sweet, you must become more adaptable. Your inflexibility has caused us to quarrel on more than one occasion. You know how I loathe to quarrel with one as beautiful as yourself? Oh, you scallywag, you. <laughs> You're such a rascal. <laughs> your approach to this entire situation should be one of interest. Is your husband really the smartest man in the world? Or is there a greater one? He, an interesting problem, don't you think? I do anyway. Perhaps the most interesting of my life. And just who is this man? This man, as you call him, is none other than Baron von Schenk. No. Yes. The same Baron von Schenk you spoke of, lo, these many nights, as we lay entwined upon our homely hearth before the great fire in the great fireplace, you with your brandy, I with my friend Mont. Indeed. The same Baron von Schenk. You knew all along. You expected this. Dare I say it? You even planned it. <laughs> you discovered my little secret. <laughs> he thinks he planned it. But that is no, no consequence. It is... It matters not who planned it. Only that it happened. Mind you, it was inevitable. Neither of us could resist this confrontation. I fear this Baron von Schenk is no stranger to you. You are quite correct. The Baron and I are old, old friends. Many years ago, when I was but a youth, I would lie in my lonely bed in the attic. But that's where my bed was. In the farmhouse in which my family dwelt. There was no heat for the room, and I would huddle under the weight of the great patch quilt my aunt had made me for Christmas. And yet, no matter how I huddled, no matter how many times I folded the patch quilt over me, no matter how many pairs of long johns I'd put on, I was never warm. I would lie there shivering. The mist would ooze through the room and settle upon the bed, striking to the very marrow of my bones. The giant tree beside the house would sway in the breeze, the branches scraping the roof, which was just above my head, and the wind would speak to me compelling me to come, come out, out into the night, out into the chill, the mist onto the prairies. 
Times the floor never creaked. Once risen, I walked to the window, threw open the shutters, climbed out to the giant tree, and down to the ground. And I was not cold. In fact, though the ground had frost on entirely, and I was in my bare feet, wearing only my nightshirt. And your long johns. Oh, my long johns. I was growing warmer and warmer. I was drawn across the yard, moving slowly at first. Yes. My footprints small and steaming behind me. Yes. To the fence I'd go. And there, there at the gate, was a tall man, a huge man, a giant man. <gasps> the Baron. He took my hand. You are not afraid, he said. Nor if I. I'm not afraid. Good, he said. Do you understand the wind has things to say to those who listen? We must go. There is little time for this. And then he led me by the hand. I, the willing victim. He took me to his castle in the mist. And there, there, there he taught me all the things the wind has to teach. You never told me. I never told anybody. You would have laughed at me. Oh. All of you. Nobel Prize to a crackpot. Every great contribution to science, every acknowledged advance, every discovery, I learned from the wind under the tutelage of the Baron. But why have you come back here? The Baron and I had a falling out. You see, the things that the wind told me, I saw them as useful, useful in the world. And I was of the world. The Baron is not, was not, and never will be. He wanted to keep the secrets of the wind from the world. When I left, I broke the contact between the Baron and I. He swore to exact revenge. I was the only friend he ever had. The only one who wasn't afraid of him. He trusted me. He shared his secret with me. And I, I took it to the world. Well, what will he do? What can he do? He can do a great deal. His powers are amazing. Incredible. Yet, we have one hope. What hope can there possibly be? That I have listened more attentively than he. That I know more than he. This we must discover. And we shall. This is the last test. I must face him now. Only the defeat of the Baron will set me free and make me a man to myself. It begins tomorrow. There will be no wind tonight. I know this and more. But a wind has told me a secret. Ah, good to see you, Baron. And you, young Nigel. It has been a long time. And yet, curiously, not long, not long at all. As you say, Baron. And you are, of course, none other than Vanessa Hudstrom, the most beautiful of the beautiful, as the Duchess's seductress, as it were. She is none other. May I kiss your hand? Nigel. Hello, the Baron. He is above all else a gentleman. Enchanté, madame. That's right. Indeed. Baron, you're looking very well. You seem not to have changed over these many years. But you have, haven't you, young Nigel? You have grown to manhood. You've won laurels and honors in the world. I must say you wear them well. And I am honored that you have not forgotten your humble teacher. Now, perhaps not so humble. 
But yes, my teacher. And it has come to this. The pupil is challenging the master. It is the way of things. I had hoped it could be otherwise. It is a foolhardy thing you do, and you well know it. I do it nonetheless. I offer you the opportunity to change your mind. Now that you approximate me in wisdom, talent, and wit, you could be a delightful companion, even more so than in your youth. Ah, that is a gracious offer, I do admit indeed, Baron. I, too, regret the loss of our former companionship. You were the only person in the world who knew more than I did. But I'm afraid we have this basic difference. My worldliness set against your isolation. A difference that wounds, indeed, the fatal flaw in our friendship. Have it as you will, young Nigel. You are the one I have allowed to retain his free will. But before we begin, let me show you the castle. I've had it redone since you were last here. Follow me. Nigel, your favorite room, the dungeon. Ah, yes, exactly as I remember it. This I kept quite the same as it was for you. Memories, eh? Ah, a good time. Fondly remember it. Yes, yes. And here, the rack. (laughs) This was where you did the schoolmaster who failed you in mathematics. Yes, I had the answer right, but he said I didn't put the method down that I used to arrive at it. A conventional man. And he died, conventionally, screaming. (laughs) And here, the whipping post, and there, the swinging razor, elementary and crude, but fun. What possible, but fun, yes. Of course, you advanced so quickly, it was no time at all till you were into voodoo. Here, the first dolls you made, how crude they were. You played with dolls? Very special dolls, my love. Very special. You say, my cruel uncle. Hard. Play. Came down with a splitting headache, didn't he? Yes, split his head. <laughs> of course, there are no mementos of the later things. It's all done with the mind, then. Sometimes, I often regret that. Very little left for nostalgic values. If you want a little nostalgia, I could simply project a memory on the wall. Say, perhaps the little sex pot to refuse to dance with you. I thought that's slightly cruel of you. But she was so outrageously cruel to me. You needn't justify it to me, Nigel. I admired all you did. You were a delightful student, so quick and so perceptive. Are you sure you won't change your mind? Restore the good old days. Take up residence here and toy with the local inhabitants. Perhaps topple an empire or two, fun and games, whining and wenching like the good old days, eh? Positive. Well, then, I suppose we'd better get at it. At what? You'll see. in the force of his superior willpower. Then you're not stop him. I'll try. It's no use. I can't break his force. Is he stronger than you? Yes. His will is stronger. 
So perhaps I'm clever. I have a plan. But I must wait for the proper moment to use it. I'm frightened. With good cause. Yes, with good cause. <laughs> you see, you're completely in my power. I can do with you as I wish. Something simple, perhaps, turn you into frogs. Or something complicated, like hurling you into the void for an eternity. You are never needlessly cruel, Baron. You have committed the ultimate sin, Nigel. The violation of friendship. That sin alone justifies any cruelty. But Vanessa, she's committed no sin. Let her go, Baron. She hasn't harmed you. True. Nevertheless, I have need of her. She fits supremely into my plans. Yes, Vanessa Sidstrom. The most beautiful of all women I have plans for you. We must prepare everything. It will be difficult, this one. It must be done perfectly from start to finish. Come, my doltish assistant. What does he mean? Prepare. I don't know. Usually he doesn't need to prepare anything. He simply wills it to happen, and it happens. It bodes no good for us, Vanessa. You mean it bodes ill? Yes, that's what it bodes. Nigel, at this time, I should like to say, you have been a good husband to me. I forgive you your trespasses. I love you with my very heart and soul. If I must die, then I wish it to be here at your side. Fear not. I shall extricate us. Perhaps we ask too much, Nigel. I mean, we have so much. I, the most beautiful, you, the most brilliant. Do we need everything to be perfect? Talk to the Baron. We'll leave him alone if he leaves us alone. Things are never quite that simple. Oh, try. I can't. Why not? Honor forbids it. By all means, honor. At all costs, honor. Oh, Nigel. I only want the best for us. You need only be your beautiful self. I will determine what's best for us. Yes, Nigel. As you say. Bring it in here. Well, Nigel, here you see it. The machine. Can you guess what it is? Mm-hmm. Matched force fields. Incision inserters, tubing, bottles, the standard medical paraphernalia. Yes, I'd say a transplant device of some ah, kind. So clever, my pupil, so clever. True. It's a transplant device, but of what kind? An unusual kind, I would say. Yes, the only one in the world. Large and complicated. Must have taken you ages to design and construct. Yes. Well, I can't keep you in suspense any longer. This device concerns you, Vanessa. Uh-huh. And you, Nigel. I thought as much. So perceptive. Uh, you taught me. You may prepare the device, assistant. Uh... Let me present the problem, and we'll see if you can decipher the solution. For years, I have suffered from an ailment which can only be described as acute loneliness. You needn't feel pity for me. 
I thought I had a solution with you, Nigel, and for a while it worked. But then you deserted me, and that set me to thinking. I discovered the last frontier. The one thing that has never been done. The one thing that seems virtually impossible. If it could be done, it would solve my problem. I begin to suspect... I think you're going too far this time, Baron. We shall see. In any case, I have little to lose. Perhaps more than you think. Nigel, tell me, what is he planning? <laughs> there is one thing the world is lacking. An intelligent, beautiful woman. The very thing I feared. I am going to create one, and she will be my companion. A worthy mate for myself. Vanessa. I'm going to transplant Nigel's brain into your body. That's impossible. Not at all. This device, this machine, will infuse all of Nigel's wisdom, knowledge, wit, and charm into your head. I'll make only one slight alteration. I shall program you to an absolute loyalty to me. Stop him, Nigel! I can't! <laughs> Nobody can stop me! Nobody! Are we ready? Good! Oh. Let us begin! He's dead. How? What happened? The assistant pushed him into the forest field. It disintegrated him. How awful. Why did she? Why? Jealousy. You see, the wind told me she loved him. But she killed him. Rather than see him with another woman. One possessing more than she had. I don't understand. I do. You see, the Baron was never content. If only he could have accepted her. Beautiful, though dull as she was. He could have been perfectly happy. Mm. That was his fatal error. To dream of an intelligent, beautiful woman. I have never made that error. Come, Vanessa. I am free now. I, I don't understand. It is not necessary for you to understand. But I, I don't understand. It's Nigel. Nigel, I, I don't understand. Nigel? <laughs> Theater 1030 has presented Trespassers Will Be Experimented Upon, a lighthearted and somewhat disrespectful tale of the supernatural devised by Anthony Lee Flanders. John Scott was heard as Nigel Herdstrom, Donna Miller as Vanessa, his charming wife, with Sandy Webster as the villainous Baron von Schenk, and Peg Dixon as his tongue-tied assistant. Sound effects were by John Sliz. Technical operation, Robert Burt. Theater 1030 is a CBC Toronto presentation. This is Bill Lawrence speaking. As we stated in the beginning, we ask you not to take one word of this satiric tale seriously, and after having heard it, I'm sure none were. And please, don't be concerned. Next week, we will again deliver chills and dark forebodings best listened to in the dark. Because, after all, darkness is all the more fearful after seeing a bit of light. 
Thank you for joining me in the Nerve Racken Auditorium, and I hope you'll come again. But now it's time for you to rejoin the, uh, real world. I am Lord Bloodraw, and I'll be waiting here for you in the shadows of your mind until the next time you seek the darkness. Good night.